0: Welcome to another episode of the Tech Interviews. Uh, This is the fourth in a short series of uh, shows that we've done looking at data privacy and data security. Uh, And if you remember, in the first couple of shows, we've looked at uh, general context around data privacy. And last week, we also looked a lot more into the human element of how we educate and and train our users. Um, But this week, we're looking at kind of the the twin challenges that we have with data security and data privacy, that of grabbing uh, vital information and, and uh, vital insight into our data. So tell me to do that. I'm joined by uh, this week's guest is uh, John Hughes from Veronis. Hi, John. Hi, Paul. How are you? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. How are you? Good, thanks. Good, good, good. So, uh, well, to kick us off, um, John, why don't you uh, give give the folk listening a little bit of introduction to yourself and uh, a little bit of background to your role? Okay,
1: so John Hughes, I'm currently Enterprise Sales Director at Veronis. I've uh, been at Veronis for just over four years. Started at Veronis as a systems engineer, um, then moved through the ranks to systems engineer and manager, and then ultimately moved over into this sales director role. And the, the role itself encompasses those, those organizations with 750 users and above across
0: all verticals and, and sectors currently yeah and i think that's a really interesting move as well you know that kind of uh, i think technical background is is very very useful for uh, for many modern businesses i think although we see lots of business challenges uh, i think you know it's, it's a useful bridge to be able to um, have somebody with a a technical background but has also got some kind of uh, you know the business experience here, so can look look at the problem from both ends so so i think that's an interesting journey you've had through your your time at Veronis. interesting is, is
1: certainly the way i also think it gives us a uh a certain empathy with the customer instead of being purely sales focused, you can approach it from, from both ways as you said, which which enables you from a sales perspective to to better understand what organizations are actually looking to achieve and, and also preempt any concerns that they may have around the solution, both from a technical perspective but also from an operational perspective moving forward.
0: Yeah, and I think we've certainly seen that kind of in uh, in, in the time that we've worked together. And, and obviously, I've, I've mm-hmm. kind of known you uh, for probably most of that time that you've been at Veronis, um, yeah. and, and I think what might be useful for, for those listening is, uh, is maybe if you give us a little bit of background, actually, on Veronis and, and why they exist. I think it's a really interesting story about how the company uh, came about and started to do the kind of work that it does. Yes,
1: yeah, at a high level, um, Veronis. The mission there is to, to help protect organizations' sensitive information, both from internal threats, external threats, but also to, to automate those time-consuming tasks, whether it's around stale data, moving data, but also to give organizations the ability to extract valuable insights from, from the data that they hold. Um, and the interesting story you, you, you refer to is, is, is how we came to be. Um, now our two co-founders Yaki and Ohad they used to work for uh a rather large storage organization and the 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 large storage organization they worked for they had uh, these sands on, on on a couple of boats offshore just off the coast of Angola if I remember correctly now the oil and gas company who who were utilizing the two big sands sands um, were taking extremely high resolution images of the ocean floor and they spent millions of dollars doing this. Um, and over time, they built up hundreds of thousands of these images. And then one day, the images were just gone. Now, as you can imagine, millions of dollars gone. They wanted they wanted answers to, to the obvious questions. Where did the, the images gone? Had they been deleted? Had they been stolen? Had they been moved? And this is where Yaki and Ohad understood that they actually... Couldn't find the answers out. There was no way of doing it natively with with the sand solutions they had, and this is this is where Veronis came to came to be. Yaki and and Ohad saw the opportunity. The fact that file systems were growing, um, both from uh, complexity but also from the amount of data, but also that the data was more valuable now. But we also needed to protect it. And so that's where Veronis grew from that potential disaster turned into the the billion dollar organization that that we have in front of us now.
0: Yeah, I think you touch on two really interesting areas there and and certainly areas that we see uh, many of our customers focused on. And that is, you know, we have these huge pools of data and it's grabbing insight and information from that data and then making sure that we know what's going on with that data. And I think, you know, a really interesting point as well in there about how actually um, in lots of our you know, general storage solutions and, and the storage solutions that we've architected probably over the last 20 years, that actually there's not an awful lot in terms of uh, kind of inbuilt tools for, for giving us background on that. You know, is, is that kind of what you see in general? Yeah, and that that that's that's exactly it, which is why when...
1: Um Yaki and Ohad put Barons together. They they took what they'd learned from this uh, oil and gas issue, let's call it, um, and then they built what we call in Veronis a metadata framework, which is where they took four strands of metadata, so users and group information, uh, permission information, activity information, and also contents of file information into that metadata framework to enable us to answer these sorts of questions that, that previously couldn't be answered. Um, and that's, that's been the, the foundation for Veronica's success because that metadata framework, even though it's, it's relatively simplistic, when you layer on the various modules and the insight it gives you, it then becomes that much more powerful, both from a, a business insight perspective, but also from an operational day-to-day perspective because as we, as we progress through organizations' maturity models in relation to security, We need to have better insight. We need to understand whether or not people um, require the levels of access they've got. We need to understand whether the the data we're retaining, we actually need to retain. We also need to understand better the risk um, around the data. And the only way we can do that is by understanding the data itself. Now, if you look at security as a whole, you know, we focused for, what, 20 years or so on protecting the perimeter making sure we never get breached or we don't get breached when in actual fact what we what we probably should have been doing is looking at our our critical assets first which is our data whether it's sensitive data whether it's PII information that's what every single breach that's happened has taught us whether it's ransomware in fact that that's what it's after. It's after our data. So what we do at Veronis is we look at that and then try and protect it first and then
0: build that security outwards from your data. And I think there's, um, you know, there's, there's nothing probably more certain than, than in the work that we've done probably over the last five years that we've seen that. that... Organisations now are starting to, and you mentioned the word maturity before, but I think organisations are starting to have a much more mature view around around their data. You know, they fully understand the kind of uh, the critical asset it is is to their businesses. And I think when we talk to a lot of companies today, that the idea that actually data is perhaps the most critical asset that they have in their business. Um, and I think, but all all those kind of areas you've covered there, you know, show some of the threats that that, uh, that we see. And I think is that piece there you, you talked about inside a threat. Um, you know, the idea that we've uh, we've kind of looked at the perimeter maybe historically, but actually having an insight of what's going on inside that perimeter um, is absolutely critical to ensuring the the security, privacy, and and even the availability of our data. So you know, so I think, I think it's really interesting that the, the way you kind you you guys have kind of grown. And I think one of the things that we've also seen maybe over the last four or five years is that companies have, have absolutely started to realise the importance of tools that give them that kind of insight. I mean, are you starting to see that? You've seen the, the market maybe becoming a little bit more or, or maybe a lot more mature in the way that it views gathering insights on its data and, and the way the data is used? Massively, um, especially with the the,
1: the introduction of... or. Oh the soon to be introduction of GDPR with um, PCI compliance with the UK Data Protection Act. Um, as organisations have got more mature, they've understood that the biggest risk for them now comes from the inside. So what companies are trying to do is get is is get a handle on their data in general. Who's got access to it? Where that sensitive data resides and who's touching it and we've done a we've done a couple of um, uh, studies with the Pononom Institute which have been massively insightful for us because it's sort of validated what we've what we've seen through our through our through our work throughout the years in that roughly one in three organizations have no idea of who's touching what data within the organization now that in itself if you if you have no idea of of who's touching what information within your organization you you don't know whether or not you're at risk you also have no idea and no understanding of of the of the of the sensitivity of the data that's also being touched so you can't then start to mitigate any risk and when you when you um, ally that to the fact that less than uh, 30% of organisations enforce least privilege. There's just, you know, massive risks. So organisations have have woken up to this fact, and we're seeing this ourselves in the fact that more and more organisations are are coming to us to to leverage us to help them understand where their risks are, especially even more so now with GDPR. You know, GDPR has has massively changed organisations' uh, mindsets in relation to risk. Now, that could be by the headline grabbing 4% of fines, global turnover, or 20 million euros, whichever is the largest, because that is a scary fine. So organisations are, are, at least in the short term, looking at their potential risk
0: exposure around GDPR. Uh, and certainly, I mean, we've, we've um, uh, on this show and, and obviously in general in my, my kind of day-to-day role, you know, I've talked to quite a lot of customers around uh, the impact of GDPR and you know and we obviously we will we'll make it clear here that you know we do appreciate that the uh, GDPR compliance is not an IT issue this is a, a business mm. legal and compliance issue however IT are a very very helpful partner in any organization for helping to to drive compliance to secure that compliance um, but what kind of um, so, so I think one of the things that we see is that um, you know the the businesses as you mentioned there before don't really have a handle on maybe not only who's touching that data but also what's what's in that data Uh, you know and and are you seeing um, are you seeing tools such as the kind of things that you guys do starting to deliver real value for businesses as they look at that level of compliance you know is that is that the kind of thing that they you know that tools like yours can can help them to do which is to much more understand maybe not even who's just access accessing the data but actually what's in that data how when the last time that data was touched and you know, i think the the idea that you know if you don't use that data why are you keeping it because if you don't have it you can't lose it kind of approach you know so is, is that the kind of stuff that you're seeing that customers are gaining value from uh, from 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 the kind of work that the folk like yourself do that you know you, you can give them that that kind of much more valuable deep insight yeah
1: massively so um you know, we provide risk assessments to to organisations to to give them this insight. And if you know, if we look at PCI compliance, UK Data Protection Act compliance, GDPR compliance, what organisations need to do is understand the sensitivity of the data and where that sensitive data resides. Um, and part of our metadata framework gives us that ability to look at the content of data so that we can then inform organisations of where that sensitive data resides. Because what we see is a lot of organisations don't have any data retention policies in place. They just keep data because, as you yourself know, Paul, when we speak to organisations, if you ask anyone, do you need all this data, the answer is always yes, irrespective if they haven't touched it for three or four years. So what we can do by understanding where that sensitive data is and then layering over the top of that, the, the staleness of that data, we can reduce the risk by being, by enabling organisations to just delete that stale, sensitive data. You've just taken away half your problem there, because it's, it's gone. And, you know, if you'll also look at GDPR, the ability to, or not the ability, that, that privacy by design, reducing and minimising the collection of personal data, we can tell you where that is. So that if you do need to then delete that data, you can prove that that it's gone, it's no longer there. And if you look at the other metadata strands that we collect, that that user and group information, that permissions uh, information, that privacy by design also means you have to restrict access. And we can. This is where we can start to add that real value, not, not just to IT, but also to the business. Um, and then, utilising some of some of the other strands of that metadata, uh, the accountability for data by design in GDPR, we can help inform and enforce um, data protection. Uh, and then, those if people are unfortunately breached, reduce. And help um, um, notify the authorities if a breach has occurred. So all these strands together, you know, GDPR has been superb for us. But it's what we've been doing for 12 years. It's just a natural byproduct of our metadata framework that, that this is
0: all capable. Yeah, and I think we've seen that, you know, I think we've seen that across the industry. That I think there's been a kind of, uh, you know, movements. With, you know, one of my views of GDPR, where it's got some real value, is I think it's full of really, really good practice. I think it's full of yep. things that organizations should be looking to do, regardless, almost, of GDPR compliance. You know, these are all all good practices, and, and we see with uh, tools such as the things that Veronis do, you know, that actually those tools have been around and have matured over you know five six ten years even you know they've matured over that time and the market is kind of today catching up to that to say um you know yeah we're 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 actually now in a position where we really see the business value of those tools um, I, I mean we're, we're running uh, you know we're running towards a little bit of uh, towards the end of our time here but there's a couple of things i did want to kind of just uh, pick up on that may, maybe just based on some of the things you've said and actually one of them is the uh, you know this kind of ability to spot uh, you, you mentioned before the idea that we all keep data because we like to keep it forever. But obviously that has a big cost implication. And certainly we're seeing today as, as organizations look to consume maybe storage as a service, look to use the, the cloud model for their IT, that actually that moving lots and lots of stale data around can, can have a real big cost implication. I mean, is that, again, is that something that you, that you guys are seeing today?
1: It is, yeah. Um, it is. It is. Even though people think storage is is, is becoming cheaper, it is, it is becoming cheaper, but we're requiring more and more of it. And it's about understanding that data, whether we're moving it to the cloud or, or keeping it on premise. If we're moving it to the cloud, there's cost, potential cost implications on bandwidth. So we only want to move what we actually need. And it's a it goes, it goes back to what I have said at the start, it's about understanding that data, understanding the context of that data, so that we don't put uh, data in the cloud that we're never going to use. And this is, going back to that metadata framework, enables us to only move the data that's required, whether it's to a cloud, whether it's to new storage devices, and we can, we can help automate that process. But also, by understanding the staleness of your data, you can also mitigate and reduce risks. Because if you think about um, the breaches that have occurred, everyone's after that, that sensitive data, that confidential data. Now, if we keep this stale data that's sensitive, our risk exposure increases. But if we if we move it, whether it's to lower cost storage that is then locked down, or we delete defensively delete it, we're mitigating that risk. We're also reducing the chance of any insider. Um, stealing that data you know if you think back to um, there, was a, there was a story around Greg Chung he used to work for Boeing uh, I, th- I believe he was working for Boeing for roughly 30 years and over those 30 years he stole 250,000 confidential documents estimated value of roughly 2 billion dollars no one knew he was doing it, he was doing this for 30 years luckily he got caught by the FBI um, he was sensitive sixteen years I think. But that just proves that we don't have to keep data all the time because it's it's just increasing the risk. So understand the sensitivity of the data, understand
0: the staleness threshold, so that we can easily reduce the risk. And I think that uh, that kind of insight as well, that you touched on there where we can see how data is getting accessed and how it's getting moved, uh, you know, has some um, uh, equally has some real value. Because, again, I think that that example you just given there, you know, for for many organizations, you know, we, we've certainly spoken to many where. They just don't have the tools and and in-house capabilities to even to be able to start to spot that kind of data movement, that kind of unusual behavior that that you might see. Um, And I think, as you've described there, you know, anything that's going to reduce cost and risk in in a business, you know, has, has got to be... Again, has got to be a good practice that that we're looking to adopt. And just one thing, actually, just maybe, just to wrap up on the, uh, it just just got me thinking when you were talking there that so you're seeing this kind of um, unusual user behaviour with data, so kind of like in the Boeing example that you gave there. Mm-hmm. Now that got me thinking about whether that might have. Uh, some impacts on kind of that other threat to our data you know we talked a lot about where kind of privacy and access to data in terms of data breach and data leak is, is at risk but obviously we have other threats to our data don't we things like ransomware malware attacks yep. um, it does, does being able to um, spot this kind of odd access to data you know does, does that help mitigate some risk in those areas as well? Totally if you think about ransomware
1: malware they are an insider threat because they take a user's credentials and then encrypt various files, whether it's on the the endpoint or across network shares. So, in in one aspect, ransomware is is brilliant because it's the only insider threat that lets us know it's there. So, once it's let us know it's there, we can then take action to prevent it uh, happening again. And if you take that from a Verona's perspective. What we, what we do is because we've got those four strands of metadata, we know every single piece of data that any user is touching, which enables us to, to baseline users behavior. So that if an end user is infected by ransomware, malware, and then starts trying to encrypt files across network shares, and files it doesn't norm, that user normally doesn't touch, we'll be able to, to alert on that and then take actions at the back end, whether that's to kill the sys connection, lock the user out, um, so that the propagation of, of any ransomware doesn't happen. But then the other peripheral benefits there are, it also exposes potential, uh, permission vulnerabilities where we're overexposed, because you would hope if, and I, you know, I hope no one does get infected by ransomware, but if they do, if they then take a step back and look at the permissions, it could actually be a blessing in disguise, because you can then see where your vulnerabilities are and then lock it down. And then, finally, from a Verona's perspective, because we see all of these touches of data, it also helps the time to recovery from, uh, from ransomware, because we know exactly the files that have been encrypted. We know the origin of the ransomware infection, so the time to recovery is massively reduced. Instead of a blanket, where we don't know what's being uh, encrypted, we best restore it all, or we best re- restore the snapshot from an hour ago. We can pinpoint exactly the files. We know the the ingress point of of, of the ransomware. So there's many many benefits of of the user behaviour analytics from a a ransomware perspective, but also the the insider threat perspective.
0: Well again I think that's a you know, a great example of how you're kind of reducing uh, reducing cost of impact in this case you know because it, it would allow you to um, be able to much more quickly identify any kind of files that were affected and as you say you know then be able to go back to maybe a snapshot from an hour ago but just recover the bits that you need and of course you're greatly reducing the risk you know the ability that you're seeing this unusual behavior happening and you can act and, and stop that behavior spreading much more quickly than than any human can um, you know I think is again got got huge value for, for people and um, well, I think, look, John, we're, you know, we're kind of coming to the end of our time now and, uh, you know, appreciate you have you've got a full time job of, of other things to do. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I think um, hopefully that the people listening to this have, have got, because certainly I have, you know, got a really uh, you know valuable insight into the importance of understanding Exactly what's going on with your data? Understanding what data you have, what kind of data you keep, who's accessing it, how often they access it—you know—from both uh, from absolutely from a, a, a risk reduction point of view, but also from a cost benefit point of view as well. Um, but if people want to dig a little bit more into what Veronis do, and uh, you know, the, uh, what what what's a good place that they can go to find out, um, uh, maybe, maybe to ask questions or to find out other good background information. What kind of things can they uh, they they find out? So
1: there's the the Veronis website, uh, veronis.com. Uh, we've also got a a great blog um, where we release articles not just around Veronis but around security issues in general. blog.veronis.com. Um, and then on the Veronis website we also, uh, especially in light of the new GDPR regulations, um, we've also got a GDPR readiness assessment, uh, which is a free. Um, Assessment on the state of your infrastructure, so you can start to help prepare for GDPR. So I'd say they're the three main ones I would look at if people are interested in finding out more information.
0: And if uh, people want to stalk Veronis on uh, on Twitter, uh, c- can they do that as well? They can indeed. It's at Veronis. So, yeah, easy enough for everybody to remember. Um, John, I think that's yeah, that's been a really useful insight. You know, really, really appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully people have got an awful lot from that because uh, I know I certainly have. So, um, so John, look, uh, thanks for your time. Uh, much appreciated. Cheers, Paul. Thank you. Look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks very much. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Tech Interviews. Uh, Why not check out the show notes where you can find links to the resources that John talked about as well as find out how to get yourself a free GDPR readiness assessment. Uh, If you also pop over to techstringy.com, you'll be able to find links to all of our previous Tech Interviews episodes. Next week, we're shifting gears a little bit though as we look at the future for data and look at the part that data is playing in the digital transformation of our businesses. Uh, To help me to do that, I'm joined by NetApp's Amir Director of Strategy, Matt Watts. So if you want to catch that episode, make sure you subscribe. You can find us on itunes and soundcloud as well as all the good homes of podcasts and probably a few bad ones as well so until next time thanks for listening